With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to episode 106 of the Cowboys Ride for Free podcast. Yes, this is not Joel Penfield. This is Philip Slavin. Joel is busy today, so I am taking the reins of the show. Just once, don't worry, he'll be back soon, our fearless leader. I am not alone, however. Very excited to have Nathan Ruiz from the Oklahoman on the show for what is likely his final time. Nathan, welcome, sir. Thanks for having me, Philip. Always. So, first... Uh, the big news for those who don't know, Nathan is leaving the Oklahoma State beat for reasons I can't begin to fathom uh, to go cover the Orioles at the Baltimore Sun. Nathan, j- congrats, man. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, definitely an exciting opportunity. Obviously, uh, I'm an Oklahoma State alum, so it's a little weird to to leave that behind. But baseball has kind of always been the end goal for me. So to get the opportunity to do that is is a thrill, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's a that's a big move. Baltimore is a nice city, um, dude. I'm I, I it has been a pleasure to to read the work you've been putting out about Oklahoma State, and that's really kind of what I want to just pick your brain about before you head out of here. Um, well, let's let's start with you know, Oklahoma State's basketball season has has ended, um, in I almost say perfect fashion. Like I think that game pretty much encapsulated most of the games this season. Oklahoma State got down big. Uh, made a furious effort to come back and and then lost a close game. In fact, it was almost the exact same game that happened against TCU in Fort Worth. What was what was the vibe in the locker room after after the game on uh, on on Wednesday? Yeah, you know they seemed all kind of just quiet. I mean the big the big takeaway was how sore they all were, getting iced up, tape everywhere. It, it you. You get. I think the bigger concern is what would have happened at you know 2 p.m. today had they ended up playing Kansas State, just with how beat up they were and having to play another game within you know 16 hours or whatever that is. So uh, it's a team that I think is excited about the future. You know, every guy in that room, with exception of probably some of those walk-ons, is going to be back next year. So I think that's really exciting. But it's a team that that went through a lot this year. This was uh, you know a 12 and 20 season where they had one player their only senior leave the team and then eight days after that they lose three guys two of whom were being pretty big contributors especially weathers so it's it's it was a roller coaster year you know they end up uh suffering the longest single season conference losing streak in program history and then uh fight back and somehow still avoid finishing last in the big 12 so I think the fight that we saw from this team especially in the last two weeks of the regular season and and in those those last seven minutes against TCU uh, the other night, I think it just kind of shows, uh, you know, the leadership that's within the players, the leadership within the coaching staff, staff, uh, the leadership that Mike Boynton is showing. I think there's a lot of reasons for OSU fans to be really excited to watch this team uh, in the future. Yeah. I, 
usually when you see a team go through what this team went through this season, um, you would excuse them if they kind of gave up near the end. And they had a couple games where they were blown out. But they really fought in a lot of games where, you know, really the five starters were the only ones really contributing. I know they had Curtis Jones and Duncan Demuth and the walk-ons, but you go back and look at the stat sheets and, you know, they they, they gave some minutes and, and a few points here and there, but really those five starters just carried this team on their back and never gave up. And I, and I think you're right to the point that that says so much about Coach Boynton and this coaching staff to keep these guys this motivated and this engaged all the way to the very last game of the season, it, when when everything they'd gone through, you you could you could understand if maybe by the end of the year they were just tired and ready to be done with it. Yeah, for sure. I think it would have been really easy for them to to quit on Coach Boynton, to quit on each other, to quit on Oklahoma State. But none of these guys did that, and I think part of that credit goes to the captains. Uh, Mike Boynton joked yesterday after the game. That, you know, it's possible the freshman just thought that, you know, this is how college basketball is. This is just how it goes. And, you know, for the, the captains to kind of keep that that ship going straight, keeping that ship upright, um, it's a lot of credit to those three guys, especially, you know, I wrote about this before the tournament, just given that all that they've been through over the last three years plus. So, uh, you know, those three guys are going to be seniors next year. They're going to be leaders. They're going to be looking for an NCAA tournament win. This program hasn't had one in over a decade, uh, you know, so it's. It's going to be really vital for this uh, university, I think, and for Mike Boynton to have a big season next year for, for the three captains, Zazaga, Waters, and McGriff, and for Curtis Jones as well. He'll be a senior. Uh, it's possible that Mike Boynton might go out and pick up another graduate transfer. Um, to, so they have another senior in that mix. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with those other two spots. But regardless, you have at least four guys who are going to have a lot to prove in their senior year. And I think there's a lot on the line for Mike Boynton next year, especially when you look at how this season went, how last season went with the big recruiting class they have coming in. So I think I think next season's a big one for this program, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, it's really weird to have a, a twelve and twenty season come to an end and an entire fi- fan base feel optimistic and positive. It's it's a weird vibe. Usually when a season like this ends with a record like this and in this way, fan base on, on social media is is negative. They're very vocal. They're unhappy with the way things are, but I know part of it is is that Boynton has has earned a lot of of respect and and that the recruiting class coming in is really good. But those are still unproven players, so to see the kind of optimism and and hope that the fan base has right now is is kind of unique. I don't know. As you're talking, this is the first time I've had this thought, and I don't know if it's a perfect comparison, but it kind of in some ways reminds me of the 2014 football season. Just with how during the season, how some people were so down on the team, down on what was happening. And then there was kind of a shift at the end of the year. Obviously, the football team ends up, you know, winning Bedlam, uh, you know, wins wins that uh, Washington game. So there's a lot of excitement building into the final season or into the next season. Uh, but this year, you know, it seems like it's I don't know if OSU has quote unquote found its quarterback. But, you know, all five of its starters are going to be back. You don't know how the Boons, Marcus Watson, Avery Anderson, you don't know how they're going to mix in. You don't know who these other two guys are probably going to end up with are going to be quite yet. But I think there there is a lot of reason for optimism just based on all that went wrong during the year. There was still an uptick at the end. There's still a reason to believe, hey, you know, we're heading in the right direction. So I think that that it's kind of an inter- interesting sim- similarity. And I think um, to veer off that, I think Mike Boynton is a really easy guy to believe in. I think he says all the right things. Um, I think he's a really good guy in terms of connection 
um, with Stillwater, even though he's not an alum, even though that's something that seems to be really important to OSU fans. He has made himself feel like he's part of Oklahoma State, part of the university. He just kind of has that that Stillwater-type persona, even though he hasn't been someone who grew up in and around Stillwater. But he, he's, he's right in that echelon, I think, in terms of bond to Oklahoma State, just in terms of his personality. He hasn't obviously accomplished as much as, as a Gundy, a John Smith, a Josh Holiday, but he, he has that same vibe to him. Uh, Alan Bratton, I'll throw him in as well, another alum. But, you know, those, those guys obviously have a connection to Oklahoma State as alums, but I think my point is, is really just as a person um, making establishing a connection. I think there's a big reason why OSU fans have so much belief in this program is they have a lot of belief in him. So we talked a lot about the about the captains and the senior guys who are going to be seniors next year, and and one in particular, um, Lindy Waters, I think has been a really interesting story all season long. I remember the end of last year, and it felt like Boynton was was giving Waters the ball, to, you know, to bring up the court, kind of run as a secondary point guard uh, a fair amount at the end of the season. And I remember thinking then that it was a it, it didn't look good. He 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 struggled in that role. To watch him over the course of this season, um, to especially by the point of of just Wednesday, where he was basically the secondary point guard, uh, and at times even with likely on the court, was was running the offense and running the team. To see the amount of development we've seen from him, I, I really think going into their senior year that Waters is going to be the most important player on this team next season if he wasn't already by the end of this one. Yeah, I think just you mentioned him playing point guard, but his versatility is extremely valuable, and I think it will be next year. I think this year, you know, you have you're in a tough spot because your starting point guard and your starting center are freshmen, and after the dismissals, you don't have alternative options at those positions. You know, your backup to to uh, your nay becomes either Duncan Demuth or Cam McGriff, and neither of those is optimal. Uh, your backup to Isaac Likely becomes either Lindy Waters, and as we saw against Texas Tech, it could become Dee Mitchell. So it's just, you know, th- this team had to deal with so much, and I think next year once you get Caleb Boone and, and Avery Anderson in the mix and maybe a couple other guys, it'll change a lot. But Lindy Waters, I think, is going to be OSU's most important piece. Um, I don't know if his scoring will necessarily go up. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know how statistically he'll improve from this year to next year, just depending on how those other pieces fit into things. But when you look at his growth over the course of the year, which is what you were mentioning, um, I don't know that there was a player, except for maybe your Nay, who improved more over the course of the season. He just seemed to find so much more comfort in being the guy. That's never what he's had to be at Oklahoma State. He's always been kind of a more secondary piece. But given what happened, he had to be a guy who took more shots. And I don't know that, except for maybe that Texas Tech game again, I don't know that he, that he ever took as many shots as he should. I thought, you know, there was a point during the TCU game where I thought every shot the rest of the way should be taken by Lindy Waters. And then URNA came to life a little bit offensively. But he's he's such an important piece because of that defensive versatility, because of what he's able to provide, um, because he's going to be a leader next year. He's going to be one of the seniors. He's going to be a guy who's who's gone through a lot, who's, um, he's, who's an effective shooter from basically anywhere on the floor who can he's he's basically osu's most complete player offensively i think you know cam mcgriff maybe has an argument on that but uh lindy's a better shooter he can drive you know Dezago obviously is just limited mostly to shooting he had a couple moments there but it, it'll be interesting to see just you know how he kind of continues to develop over the offseason and, and what kind of piece he is next year and i forget who i i interviewed about this but 
it was it was after Brett Underwood left, uh, and it was a former, it was a player who'd been on the team, and I was I was talking to him about Mike Boynton after he got the job, and we didn't know much about Boynton, um, but one of the things he told me was that you know Mitchell Solomon that season had shown real progress from his sophomore to junior year, and and the guy I was talking with gave Boynton a ton a ton of credit for Solomon's development, um, and then we saw what Solomon did his senior year. Um, we saw Yorinay's development from looking kind of like a lost giraffe at the beginning of this season to being arguably one of the best centers OSU has probably had in a long time. You saw what Waters did from the end of last year trying to be a, a ball handler to the end of this season. And I just, even the development of Likely, do we give Boynton enough credit um, for how good he seems to be at helping players improve and develop? I think OSU tries to do a really good job of that. I think when they, when he was first hired, I think that was one of the earliest lines and kind of the press release, like one of the up and coming coaches in the nation in terms of player development, something like that. I think he was really recognized for that in coaching circles for his ability to do that. I don't know that people have necessarily recognized it because you know it's OSU has kind of been a team, as Mike Boynton has put it, that you know the the whole is better than the parts at this point. So I don't know that we necessarily recognize individual talent the same way but I think in time we'll continue to see that especially when he has you know an Isaac Luckley a Yorna even a Duncan DeMuth it'll be fascinating to see what those three guys grow into what upcoming recruiting class grows into um and to see maybe even how Curtis Jones improves next year how Thomas Azagua you look at how much better he was last year versus this year I think you know I mentioned him for the most you know he deserves mention in most improved player ends up hitting 104 threes the third most in a season in OSU history so those those guys, I think, all improved a lot. I think part of it was based off, you know, an improved role. But over over the course of the season, you mentioned likely Ane. There was just consistent growth from these guys, and I think OSU was able to continue to improve in a lot of ways. Partly because they added those walk-ons, and that was able to keep their practice schedule fairly regular. But also because you know Mike Bowen didn't quit, and they didn't quit, so they were able to improve. So just uh, getting a little bit personal here with you for a minute. Um, this, this was an interesting year to get to cover Oklahoma State basketball. Um, just from, from someone inside and around the team, what was the experience like for you? You know, for a team that went 12-20, and 20, it was a really interesting team to cover. I don't know how many teams that go 12-20, and 20, as, as we mentioned, don't quit the way this team did, that were still playing interesting, compelling games at the end of the season. Teams that had players who were dismissed uh, – for wild things and then had walk-ons come out of nowhere one of whom was a former student manager like there's still even on a team that was losing and in some cases losing by a lot it there was interesting storylines to tell and i think as a, as a reporter covering any team that's all you can ask i hope that ends up being the case with the orioles this summer uh but i think it's you know it's, it was a compelling season to cover I th- i'm sure for fans it was a compelling season to watch and follow because there are interesting storylines and there are interesting people i think mike Boynton is in terms of his openness with media is great to work with and i think that makes it it makes it's easier to find good stories when he's presenting them to you but i think also the personalities on the team offer that as well so uh even even amid what was a really tumultuous, rocky season, uh, this team found ways to tell compelling stories. And I, I hope that me, Mark Cooper, Marshall Scott, other guys on the beat, uh, Hallie Hart as well, all, all found ways to to tell them really well. Yeah, I would say you guys, all, all four of you did an excellent job. Um, there's some really good stuff if you're not following OSU News on Twitter. And all four of those people, in fact, uh, excellent, excellent work. 
in making this season. I mean, really, you're right. It, as weird as the season was, it was there was always something interesting to talk about. I think all the guys on the court have interesting stories. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I'm a little envious of of the work that you guys have been able to do this season. Um, it's it's really been fantastic. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that, and I'm sure all of them do as well. Absolutely. Okay, before we get you out of here, one last thing. Um, since you won't be covering the team next year, uh, but you were rather than this year, I, I want to get kind of a prediction on, on what you think OSU basketball will look like this time next year. Well, I think they'll still be playing. I think that's definitely something that's going to be happening. I think um, I think they end up in the, I won't say in the upper half of the Big 12, but I think they at least, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them finish fifth or sixth in the league just when you look at what a Kansas State is losing. Uh, whoever knows with Texas, what they'll be. Uh, TCU should be decent. Uh, OU is losing a lot of veteran guys, but should have some nice pieces coming back. So, but I think there's a lot of reason for improvement, a lot of reason to be excited. All seven scholarship guys expected to come back, adding a recruiting class of four to six guys. It should end up somewhere in the top 20 nationally. I think there's a lot of reason for OSU fans to be excited. I don't know if it's necessarily a, a guaranteed tournament team. Obviously, finishing the top six of the Big 12, I think that opportunity is probably locked in, but. I, I think it's a team that's going to compete for an NCAA tournament bid, and I think for Mike Boynton's sake, he really has to. I think I think he's guaranteed a fourth year just based off how how he's how people feel about him. But if they have another season like this one, if there's more issues, if if another freshman doesn't end up finishing the year on the team, I think then um, some issues start to come into play and some things start to get evaluated. But I, I think it's a team that's going to improve a lot. I, I, I think you know it's a team that's definitely going to have NCAA tournament potential. Uh, that's going to be the goal. You know, this team, I think Mike Boyne recognized coming into this year, it was going to be difficult given that they had a really challenging schedule and a really young team even before they lost all those guys. And so I, I think this time next year, we see a team that's either already got an NCAA tournament bid locked up or is playing the NCAA uh, in the Big 12 tournament trying to guarantee it for certain. Nathan, seriously, you have been awesome to follow covering Oklahoma State. I am, I'm, I think I speak for a lot of people who say are going to say we're going to miss you on the beat, but dude, props, congratulations on the new job. Enjoy covering the Orioles uh, since that's been your goal of, of covering baseball, and and just enjoy Baltimore, man. Yeah, Philip, thanks so much. Really enjoyed, uh, you know, being an Oklahoma State beat writer. You know, going back to my Ocala days, it's been uh, a really great experience covering the baseball team, the basketball team, the football team. A lot of great memories here. Uh, you know, being around Stillwater, and I'll uh, definitely miss it.